Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. The Gospel lesson for this week comes from John, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. Here ends our gospel lesson. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Uh, before I get started, I had uh, just another point of reflection of the week. I had a committee meeting in which uh, the, our, the Bishop of Montana Synod was involved, and she mentioned that there's, and confirmed that there are a ton of pastors right now just switching calls and um, doing that. And so she, on the one hand, uh, commended Faith Lutheran Church that we're uh, taking this time of intentional sabbatical instead of me just up and moving and all that um, and calling somebody else. At the same time, she asked me to consider another call. <laughs> She's like, okay. Um, but I had to inform her that I'm off the market for this, not only sabbatical, but I will be around uh, for sure a uh, year following, if not more. So um, anyway, kind of funny thing of this week. Um, and I really do feel like this is a better way of dealing with a certain pastor burnout. So once again, commend you for all of that. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come July, I will have been your pastor for a full seven years. 2014 doesn't seem that long ago, but it was. In my time here, we have completed many projects to bring the church up to speed and get our buildings and property in better shape. Most notable of these projects, at least to me, was our overhaul of the sewer system. <laughs> it's fun to preach about this topic, right? The city main had been backing up into our church and parsonage basements for years. We decided that we needed to re-engineer our lines to finally solve the problem once and for all. Well, as many of you remember, this was a big project that required us to dig down to our two sewer lines, cut the previous ones, redirect them into a lift pump station that uh, we installed inside a big culvert out, out by the alley behind the church, 
and then run our line out into a manhole that the city of Ronan installed for us to use at the end of the line. I worked together alongside Luther Thingolstead, Gary and Gordon Granley, and uh, Jerry Burden, as well as a few others to make this whole project happen. And I must repeat my thanks for all, uh, to all of them for their vital assistance with this necessary project. And one of the most memorable parts of the whole thing was when I, as the youngest volunteer in the group, found myself at the bottom of one of these big holes that we had dug, cutting into our old line with decades worth of sewage sediment flowing out at the bottom of the pipe. Um, when I did this, it smelled awful. <laughs> so much so that I nearly vomited in that moment. I remember thinking at the time, this is a unique task for a pastor to be doing. I definitely did not go to seminary for this one. Well, a few years later, Luther Thingolstead started spending his winter months in Arizona. As I'm sure those of you who know him will agree, he is an affable guy who is fun to talk to and to seem to have no problems making friends in the Southwest. After he returned to Montana, I asked him about his time in Arizona, and he told me that as he met his new neighbors, he would show them a picture of me in the bottom of one of those sewer holes, <laughs> cutting into our old sewer lines, and he would tell his new friends, this is how we like our pastors in Montana. <laughs> uh, glad to be of service, Lute. <laughs> I share this story with you today as a reflection on our years together so far. There's been much that we have accomplished. In addition to overhauling our flawed sewer system, we doubled the livable space in the parsonage, updated the nursery, made our church entry more welcoming, put in a fence around the backyard of the parsonage to keep my dog and my kids safe installed winter-friendly steps in the front of the church, and most recently we updated our sound system and installed our video, uh, video equipment so that we can make our services more accessible to friends and guests. Our work these past seven years has included starting the Mission Valley Children's Choir, rethinking our traditional confirmation classes and adapting them into what we now call 406 Church and starting a church website and podcasting out our sermons every week, sharing the gospel through our work supporting Lights Under the Big Sky at Christmas time, starting a mini bookstore at the coffee shop, and this year closing <laughs> that bookstore. We have endeavored on ministry ski and service trips to places like Lakeside, Big Sky by Bozeman, and even down so far as San Francisco. We've welcomed new members, said goodbye to old friends, and carried on our call to live as Christian community in the world. Yet, I would have to say that the image of me at the bottom of a pit in our yard, cutting through sewage lines that had been malfunctioning for years, is one that has come to the top of my mind this week as I have comp contemplated our ministry together 
so far. As I see it, this is what the job required of me. So that is what I did. It was humbling. It was humbling to solve the unattended problems of our past. But I believe that work has opened up opportunities for our future and opportunities for our church to serve the world better. I also see that as we have striven to bring our congregation back online, as it were, and bring new energy to our life and work together, you all have come alongside and supported our efforts to make changes for the better. After all, the only reason that Lute was able to take that picture of me he shared with his new neighbors in the Grand Canyon State is that he was there. He was there helping with the rest of the project. For his presence and assistance with the work of ministry, as well as the presence and assistance that you all have offered these past seven years, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. As I look to take a couple months leave from my regular responsibilities and duties, I honestly praise the Lord that Faith Lutheran Church here in Ronan, Montana, is where the Holy Spirit led me. And I thank you all for letting God work through you by calling me to be your pastor. At the same time, for all the projects we have completed, programs we have started or adapted, goals we have achieved, or other successful work we have done. Now it is time for us to embrace doing things differently yet again. I, for one, need to refocus my ministry work to be less about the doing and more about the being. I hope you all experience a sense of spiritual rest and renewal when you come to church. Our worship services are centered on the faithful being able to come before the cross of Christ together and be uplifted in our lives of faith to take on yet another week. For me, it is a little, it is a little different. As the pastor, worship is my work. And though I am uplifted after our Sunday services, the responsibilities of leading worship wear on me in unique ways. Additionally, it is hard to describe how much it is worn on me to be on call all the time, to visit people in the hospital, pray with people in need, offer gas and food money to the people who knock on the parsonage door every week, and so on and so forth. The expectation on pastors in small towns to constantly be at the ready, to drop everything to tend to the needs of others, is a good and holy expectation. But it also has become a barrier for me in the work of taking care of myself and my own needs, since I am more focused on taking care of the needs of others. I have discerned that the Lord is calling me in this season of life to simply be instead of do, and to tend to myself and my own needs for a moment so that I could be renewed and better able to care for others once again. 
The tension in the life of ministry between serving and doing on the one hand and being still and resting in the Lord on the other hand is alive and well in our gospel passage for this week. Once again, Jesus commands his disciples to keep his commandments, be ready to lay down their life for their friends, and to go and bear fruit. These are calls to service and doing the work of the Lord and the world. Go, do, serve. Yet Jesus also commands his disciples to abide in him, to love one another, to consider themselves friends of their Messiah instead of servants, and to let his joy be complete in them. Abide, love, be joyous. This is all language of trusting in God and resting in the Lord's care. Following God's call, I have served you all to the best of my ability, but it is now time for me to focus on abiding in Christ's care. If I'm being honest, it's maybe not a surprise to you, I'm better at the doing more than the being. It is easy to point to what we have done, <clears throat> what we have accomplished, or what we have achieved, and say, there, the work is complete. But just as the work of creation was not complete until God rested on the seventh day, the Sabbath day, pastoral work requires rest in order for it to be good and full, as God intended. I'm grateful that we as a congregation have embraced God's lead and are making a way for pastoral Sabbath and rest over the next three months. It is good and holy to follow the way of the Lord. So sisters and brothers, may we all be well and be renewed over the season of Sabbath. May the work we have done these past seven years be completed among us as we all take a moment to be still and to know that God is God, as the writer of Psalm 46 commands. May we live more fully into the reality that the life of service requires stillness to achieve fullness, requires rest to achieve completion. May we know that God will use this time to make our life and work better, even when it seems like we are not working at all. May we trust that God is preparing a better life together when I return to my regular duties in August. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.